Welcome to Permeable Minds with Ethan and Yvonne. Every episode we'll be bringing you a new topic to share and discuss. Remember there are no wrong answers and all we ask is for you to keep an open mind. We can't wait for you to take part and join in the conversation. For the second episode in a row, I'm going to have to wish everyone a happy new year. I mean, before we had the old regular, you know, run of the mill new year, but now we've just had Chinese new year or lunar new year, if you like. I don't want to get into that debate, but uh, happy new year, Yvonne. Happy new year again. And to all listeners far and wide who might be celebrating happy Chinese new year to you all as well. Yeah, you know, they needed it. China needed it for sure. And I'm sure the rest of the... Oh, God, there's just no way to tackle this without being political. (laughs) Just, yeah, I wish everyone a happy Lunar slash Chinese New Year. And we can move on from what it's actually called. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, that sounds like a whole other episode that I want to explore. But I mean, how do you typically celebrate with your family? Are you with your family? Oh, I mean, yeah. I just had, you know, the run of the mill kind of like dinner with the fam. We had dumplings, which is the general kind of traditional Chinese food. Normally, like if you're doing it properly, everyone's making it together. If you're not, then maybe only the best people are making it. And then I guess some people, you know, in the UK, they might just be buying frozen dumplings. But dumplings are a thing for sure. Yeah, it's just dinner, just chatting. I think if we had younger kids, or I guess for my parents, grandkids and stuff, you know, they'll be handing out red envelopes and stuff like that. You know, money exchanges hand. We are so in sync. We are so in sync. I was literally going to ask, are there any red envelopes exchanged? So it's only for the kiddies? Yeah, it's only really for the kiddies, yeah, when it's Chinese New Year. Like, for example, you might... Um, do the thing where the really young kids go up to like the 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 most senior member of the family there and like you know wish them a happy new year in a kind of formal ish way and then Mm -hmm. that senior member of the family will hand a red envelope to the child but nowadays even though i'm not really receiving like proper red envelopes what you do find is that on WeChat, the app that all Chinese people use and have multiple groups in, you'll often find that different family members will just start sending out red envelopes in WeChat, which is a thing you can do. It's almost like a prize draw. So you can either set it as like, all right, I'll give 100 RMB and it splits evenly between however many people are in your group. RMB? RMB, yeah, that's the currency. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you can be like, okay, let's say we've got like five people in our group. I can be like, all right, I'm going to send out 100 RMB as a digital red envelope, and it's going to be split four ways. So everyone will get 25. But you can also make it a game. So where you can be like, I okay, I'm going to give out 100, but the amounts are going to be random. So then you have the other members like taking opening up their red envelope and then people start comparing oh you only got a little bit oh you got good luck this year you got more 
you know, it, it's crazy, like how kind of like it's changed from like physical red envelopes that everyone's just like spreading cash around online. And it's not even about making a profit anymore. Like, I remember when I did it, anytime I, you know, every time I, for every five I opened, I would make sure that I would send another one just so that, you know, it just recycled. That segue could not have been smoother because that's pretty much what we wanted to discuss today. The advances in technology and how has that changed just everything, just the way we interact, the world, society in general. So that has completely blown my mind, can I say? So I understood WeChat as kind of similar to WhatsApp. And the more I've got to know you, you've explained different features and stuff to me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can now send red envelopes mm-hmm. through a... I mean, for me, the fact that you can send money through an app, like I know like banking apps and stuff, but like through like a chatting service, I think that just proves how far places like China are so advanced. And that's something we kind of um, touched on the money episode as well, I believe. The fact that you can kind of split a bill and send each other money over uh, WeChat, which is something we are definitely not accustomed to over here in the UK. Yeah, I guess like the closest equivalent would be something like Venmo, but I think that's mostly used in like the US and stuff. Maybe PayPal, if their app does stuff like that. But yeah, like, I mean, WeChat is a super app, as they call it, right? It just has everything, like literally everything. And is it Chinese made? So is WeChat Chinese? Yeah, it is Chinese. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Made by Tencent, if uh, anyone knows who they are. Even Vermo skipped over my head. So Venmo. Yeah, exactly. I don't even okay, know the fine. fucking name of it. <laughs> People in the UK don't use it. I mean, like, I think it's an American thing. Right, okay. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that you can do so much and the fact that, like, yeah, it's like a super app. I I would say I've come into using my phone and using technology quite late. So Mobile banking is something I would say I've only done in the last four years. I came late to the party. Yeah, so I I do have like my banking app on my secondary phone, but only because it needs to have an app to do like weird security checks and shit. Two phones, drug dealer, just saying. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny anything that you've just said, so... I wasn't meant to say that on the podcast. I'm so sorry. I wasn't meant to let everybody know that not only do you have your Chinese channels, but you also have other side hustles going on. I'm sorry. I'm good at editing. We'll see what we can do. It's all right. No one listens to this anyway. (laughs) It's only you, I, and two other listeners. (laughs) Do you pay via your phone? Do you have the, the option to, well? I do not pay with my phone, no. Um, I've resisted for the longest time um, from putting, like, linking any cards onto my phone. Mainly because I... So, a brief uh, roundup of uh, Ethan's phone history. The phone I currently use is an Android, but I previously used an iPhone. Back when I used an iPhone, I did link and I did use Apple Pay. But ever since I moved to Android, I haven't done. 
because previously I I always fucked around with my phone. Like I always like for those who know, I used to flash custom ROMs and shit like that. So linking, I was just like, ah, you know, like flashing this random shit is gonna introduce vulnerabilities as it is. I don't want to link my fucking finances to it. Um. So yeah, that's why I didn't. Neither have I. Like I said, I it's gonna take me a long time. Give me maybe two years, I might. But I'm I've always been known for being slightly behind whether that's stubbornness whether that's laziness i'm not quite sure but um to give you the example i was still listening to a walkman and i still carried a walkman around with me in 2012 okay first year of university for me and that's because i just really love cds i love physically touching things so like a CD or a vinyl, even buying clothes or shoes, I like to physically touch them. So buying things online and I understand it's convenient, but I'm just a little bit old school. And like you, I don't know why you do it, but I'm just quite resistant to technology sometimes just because I want to, I just want to fucking do it myself. <laughs> I mean, like what else... Are you talking about when you say you want to do it yourself? What does that, like, what other things are you kind of like less inclined to use technology for? Depending on my mood, but even things like self checkouts. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Self checkouts or self service at the bank. I, so there's two reasons why, and they're actually quite big topics, so maybe we should separate them. But I do enjoy human interaction. Mm -hmm. First and foremost. But also the employability side of things. If we're proving that we can just get away with self-service, yeah, then more people are going to be jobless. So... They're just redundant as a service. Customer service cashiers in Tesco and Sainsbury's. Um, banks now, I don't know if you've been past a bank or gone down the high street recently, but they're all becoming self-service. So there's a lot of branches closing. Everything's going online. Um, people are, are, are becoming unemployed. And the reason why, obviously, to me, that's such a sensitive topic is because I work with the unemployed. So it really is a massive issue for me. So where I can... I will always use a person instead of a self-checkout unless the whole store is designed around self-checkout. For example, in my local shop, there's only one person at the cashier desk and 20 self-service checkouts. So of course, I'm not going to queue up to see the person. But if there is, if the person's free and there's two self-checkouts free, I will always choose the person because... I, I care about their job. Huh. But surely, and I say this in no seriousness at all, the more unemployed people there are, the more business is booming for you. <laughs> you are right. You are right. <laughs> but no, I get what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah you, you, your job is to help people be employed. And so, yeah. And everyone knows St. Bet's going to save the human race one person at a time. One check at a time. Um, 
No, I, I couldn't be. I'm, I'm basically the opposite, which makes me sound like a dick. But well, the shoe fits. <laughs> Go yes, on. you call me I... Cinderella. Fucking hell. Um, no, no. Look, first of all, unlike you, I don't value human interaction that much. <laughs> no, honestly, like, no. Thing is, when I'm going to like, you know, Tesco's or whatever, and if I'm by myself, I've got headphones in. I'm listening to music or podcasts or whatever. Or, you know, listening to Permeable Minds. That has happened. Or listening live or discussing, just having a live Permeable Minds. The amount of times Possibly, yeah. we're just shooting the shit while you're in Tesco. You're right. So I don't want to have to take out my headphones. Um, especially because, like, you know, I've got... If you're wearing those kind of wireless earbuds, like, taking out one and then, like... You know, does it auto detect that it's not in your ear and it stops and then if you misplace it, like it's, you know, there's a lot of hassle there. First world problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, still problems nonetheless, right? <laughs> we're talking about self-checkouts. Of course, we're all talking about first world problems. <laughs> Go on. So yeah, so there, that, that, that part. But also I find that self-checkout is a lot quicker. So yeah. I definitely value efficiency. And convenience. Yeah. So similarly, I know you're a massive online shopper in comparison to in-shop, right? Yes. For same reasons, you're a convenience boy. But I do prefer shopping in person for clothing. Why? Because I never really know my like size or fit. Like, uh, like you, I like to have my hands on them just so I can be like, all right, okay, cool. Because there's too much variability in terms of sizing. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But for things like technology, like when it's your favourite holiday of the year, Black Friday, you are going all out on on, on the big channels. I am, yes. Um, yeah, online for sure. I just like the immediacy of everything, right? Mm -hmm. That's my big thing with like technology. I love everything at my fingertips, like pretty much immediately right especially that's why i have like amazon prime i'm like all right i want it next day in fact i'll pay for a more expensive item just to get it next day or on the day over something that might take a week yeah i get that and yeah this is why sometimes like, i try to shop independently where possible but sometimes i just can't help it amazon is just too damn quick but do you, do you never, this is me trying to not make you sound like a dick. Do you never think about the the effect on on that person if they're not doing that job? Or even sometimes taxis. So I know the convenience of ordering an Uber or an Ola is there. Like you said, it's at your fingertips. But then if you're then causing a detriment to the black taxis right and mm -hmm. their profits and their employment again it all comes down to employment so do you never think about that or you're just like nope i i can access it i'm going with it um i think to a certain extent and i know how this is going to sound and that's fine whatever to a certain extent i'm very selfish in that respect right it is about me I, it's about my convenience, my, you know, if it's cheaper, 
if it's quicker mm-hmm. why not we do live in a capitalist society and so part of me believes that it's on the company to do better see if you can provide a better service like something to make me come back I, I, to be honest i never really think about it too much like healthy competition yeah i guess but like you know sometimes it's unfair true it is unfair so the you know one company might have way too much money behind it that it's you know i think uber and lyft and things like that were operating at like ridiculous losses for like ages right um but the history of humankind is long i'm sure there are plenty of jobs that are redundant now yeah i'm even thinking of car factories it's a lot to do with robotics right production line isn't it ford Mm -hmm. that was the either the og or the most efficient production line there ever was good old henry ford classic um and now it's mainly robotics as far as i'm aware right yeah i believe so yeah i yeah they probably still do like some quality assurance stuff with like humans and stuff but I mean, I think we've all seen those like videos of like these like giant warehouses with like re- so many robots kind of doing the same thing, and just having this massive conveyor belt production line. Mm. You said an interesting phrase that everything is at your fingertips. You like the convenience. You like the accessibility of things. Okay. Yeah. As a result of everything being at our fingertips. Do you think we have become lazier? Maybe even, let me just put it out there, less smart, less intelligent as a society because we're not having to use common sense or use resources that we would have previously were forced to use. Yes and no. Okay, let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. All right, all right. what was your name, Ethan? <laughs> no, 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 no. Easy, easy. Right, right. Like lazier for sure. Right. Like there's loads of stuff that would probably just, you know. I mean, I can't think of any examples, but like I can definitely think like yeah, part of us has definitely become lazier. You know, just ordering food in, for example. Great example. I was also going to add um, going to the library. Don't need to. I've got online books. Yeah, yeah. Um, dumber or less intelligent? This is the part where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Tell me. I admit, you know, a lot of people like, you know, you don't know stuff. You just Google it or whatever. It's a very convenient thing to do. You have answers just there. So you don't really necessarily need to learn anything, right? You can always take 10 seconds out to find the answer. And in that respect, yes, I agree. Probably a lot of us have become dumber. But without all this convenience and information at my fingertips for just me, I wouldn't have read as many books as I have. I wouldn't have listened to as many like podcasts or lectures as I have and learned as much as I would have about topics like philosophy and other stuff. So I think it's established that, you know, I'm, you know, I like philosophy and shit without technology without having all these resources at my fingertips i would not be that way 
you made a, a very valid point. I went in quite hard thinking, yeah, I think we are dumber. But you've you've made a very compelling point. The reason why, so I, ha I have a person in my life, um, like a family friend of mine. She's 17, going on 18. And I truly believe, like, she, she is b beyond her years. There's a few different factors. But I think one of the reasons why is because, like you said, the amount of resource available to you, because it's not a lot of effort to find this information, it means that we can access it and hopefully acquire it a little bit more quicker, a little bit more readily. So then things like podcast, and also just the variety, like... Without technology, me and you wouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, quite a lot of our listeners and friends of ours think that we meet up every two weeks in person. Oh, yes. And I'm like, where do me and Ethan have the time? Yeah, and then we'd have to set up everything to record. Travel time, you know, like we ain't got time for that stuff. right? We're lazy, aren't we? We're lazy. We are. But also I think people live... <laughs> Uh, people think we live a lot closer as well. I think people think you live uh -huh. around the corner, whereas, yeah. no, we discovered you you do not. It takes you at least an hour. So, yeah, that's long. But it is a really valid point. So the thing that I wrote down and I was quite strong about is like being able to read a map or being able to read road signs. Like everything's done on GPS. And not to say I'm not thankful I've done my Duke of Edinburgh. Fuck reading maps. It's literally so long-winded. Of course, I like getting lost and stuff. But even like reading road signs, because I, I only learned to drive two years ago, but I just find it really hard to, to read road signs. I just want to get told where to go. You know what I mean? But I think because that part of my brain is just relying on the, the GPS to just tell me where to go, second exit, turn right, blah, blah, blah rather than relying on, on reading. But then again, is it less intelligent or is it just utilising a different part of my brain? It's probably just a different skill. Have I just convinced myself out of my own argument? Maybe. I mean, there, there's got to be a reason. I mean, I'm no biologist or... <laughs> uh... <laughs> um, but, there, <laughs> but there must be a reason why, like, human beings, you know, homo sapiens are like from what we know, like the only kind of species that is able to create like we have, right? So, I don't know. Like sometimes I hear the kind of like, oh, technology is making us dumber. And I just think, yeah, you're just making excuses for yourself being dumb. Like just, just <laughs> as gamers put it, just get good. Just get good. <laughs> just fucking be smart. <laughs> Stop being dumb and just be smart. You know, I've made this argument in the past and you literally got so angry at me and now I know what you were thinking the whole time. <laughs> you were just thinking, nah, you just... <laughs> just educate. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I get it. You know, like it's... The temptation is there and, you know, it's intrusive. Technology is intrusive in ways that, like, you know, our ancestors probably never experienced. So it can be hard, but come on. People can do it. People can still be smart. This just like cropped up because I would say uh, I work with a lot of people. And also I would say I'd put my dad into this category. 
What do you think about people who are scared of technology? But what are they scared of, though? I, I don't really know where to put my finger on it, but I would say, so my dad, bless me, 75. Um, and the customers I work with, I would say the over 50s. So there is such a thing as the digital skills gap. So mm-hmm. I would say the people around the age of 50 plus, because they weren't born with a computer in their hand, like my generation, and now the younger generation, so I'm thinking about the 17-year-old, she was born with an iPad in her hand, right? Yeah. So I, the, the, the thing I get the sense of, they're either afraid of something going wrong or breaking it. So they're just afraid of, um, yeah, like just destroying it. Like if they press the wrong button, they think the thing's going to explode. That's the kind of vibe I get. Hmm. And also patience. So I would say my dad has, my dad hasn't got a lot of patience for technology because it does, you know, if you're looking at an iPad screen or something, it does require a little bit of extra concentration. That's fair, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I could be in the same boat. Why am I afraid to link my card to my phone? I think it's a combination of laziness and I'm just... I don't don't, don't know. I don't know. Why don't I do it? Yeah. I mean... I think, like, yeah, I guess... The unknown can be pretty scary. Yes. When you, especially if you don't know the consequences of your actions, like you, there is an input that you'll do. You'll press a button, but you don't know what will happen. So therefore, you're probably less likely to press that button. I, I get it. I mean, I, I understand. Um, so like, I mean, these people who are like, you know, so-called scared of technology they're only really scared of new technology right like everyone alive now has grown up with technology of some sorts so yeah my dad's not scared of the tv yeah but he's scared of any add-ons so like something that you could use with a tv he might be scared of but not tv see that the I'm not scared of technology, but I'm scared of that. I'm scared of, for lack of a better word, getting old in that way. Go on. I don't want to be the old man. Sorry, look, no. Let's put it a different way. You already are. I mean, almost, <laughs> but like, like, I want to get old, but still be in and up to date on the newest things. Like, I vehemently disagree with the saying of, like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I fucking disagree with that. And I don't want to be that old dog that can't learn new tricks. So that's what scares me. Um, this does sound like some sort of weird midlife crisis thing going on. But I assure you, it's not. I hope. It's because we all... It's because we all mocked you last week about being on the road to 40. What are you then going to do to make sure you aren't that old dog? I don't know. I think it's just to stay informed on, like, newest shit. Like, I think that's the... Right, like, I guess if you don't... Like, 
the unknown is scary, like I said. So, like, somehow find a way to know. Mm. Which would probably involve some sort of technology. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's ever too late. I guess it's just depending on whether you have the time, the desire, the, I guess a certain amount of bravery to take that step and start learning something new. Because I would say... um this could go off on a whole different tangent. I'm going to nip it in the bud and just make a note of it for next time. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but being more open-minded as you get older. So, for example, quite a lot of the people I work with, the over 50s, they're scared of doing a new course. They're scared of retraining. And one of the things that we encourage at their age or if we, like, it's not everybody. So uh, my mum, she's 60. I think she's fabulous with technology. She's not perfect, but who is? Um, she's very independent with her technology. But for those of the people that I know or people I work with who who do struggle, doing a digital skills course is something we always encourage. So uh. I would hope that you are still, you know, with age and with experience, you are still as open-minded as you go as you grow old, you and me, that we can be open to opportunities when we are walking with a cane, you know? Yeah. It almost sounds like a, um, like an insecurity thing. Of, of what? Like, you're maybe insecure about your own abilities, so you don't want to really face the fact that maybe you should learn something new because you're scared of not being good at it potentially potentially yeah i would say um with i think with unemployment and potent obviously we're not there but with age and un unemployment there could be a, a fear factor in general so i get that true yeah I don't know it could go either way. Like I said, I don't want to open a can of worms because I feel like this. Oh my god, I've literally just written something else down. I think we need a, an age, you know, getting older, growing older topic. Fine. I mean, like, just we've already, both in this episode and the season opener, like we've had to really talk about age. Often at my expense, so I guess we can have a whole episode dedicated to it, yes. It's going to be called One Foot in the Grave. I'm sorry, I don't get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask, do you think there are any unnecessary technologies or devices? Whoa, hold on. Unnecessary. Can um, I give you one example <laughs> while you mull? Oh, oh, did that laughter mean you've got one? Well, no, I don't have one. No, go on. Oh, you, you, okay. Can I give you an example, and then uh, a slight curve, but also related? Um, Japanese toilets. Yeah, what about them? I think they're so unnecessary. They are delightful. They are delightful, but unnecessary. Like, we can use a normal toilet here with no buttons, no technology, no function. Happy as Larry. There isn't, it, like, it's not an absolute necessity to have all of these functions on a toilet. 
Some say it's healthier. Oh. Like it's cleaner. Maybe let's talk about that. Like, yeah, you'll have the uh, bidet stands. I I don't know. I don't know if one is cleaner than the other, but you know, there is that argument to be made that it's cleaner. So it's more hygienic. It's more hygienic, yeah. Okay. And then as for like any other function, I think like, you know, some may blow dry, which makes sense. <laughs> what? Like you 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 spray with water, you wash with water. You need to like mm-hmm. blow dry, right? Yeah, but there's also paper for that. Yes, true. It's like, but I mean, like, we do so many things that are more convenience than like absolute necessities, though. Or we have a lot of things that are like luxuries, but not necessarily absolute necessities. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. I'm not going to turn this into an environment debate because we could be here all night. But if there were any environmentalists listening, they would be thinking, right, what's kinder to the environment? Sourcing the energy to fuel, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if that's the right word, fuel an electric toilet or the paper used to wipe your ass. Where does paper come from again? I know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know which one is the least dis- sustainable option. Okay, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, fuck off. <laughs> no, no, sorry, no, no, you're, you're saying that you don't know, okay. I, I misinterpreted as, like, you were trying to make that argument. I was like, hold on, no, paper. No, as in, like, I, I would love an environment, <laughs> I would love an environment to list to tell us. Um... Sorry, I just shoved, I just shoved my headphone too far into my ear. Then and I got stuck, Whoa, and I got okay. a bit scared. That's this is okay. I mean, that's a first. But listeners, if that's ever happened to you, please let us know. If you've ever shoved <laughs> earbuds too deeply into your ear canal. Let us know if that's happened. Would you blame technology for that? Why are you making earbuds so small and convenient? They're not meant to go that deep. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's better for sound. Um, Who knows? But listeners, let us know what you think. Did you see my face when it happened, though? I was so scared. I didn't understand what was happening. (laughs) Right, I've got to stop fiddling with them now. Okay, they're in. We're concentrating. In summary, I don't know what's more sustainable, Ethan. I'm just making the point of paper versus electricity to fuel a toilet. Yeah, now that you say electricity, it does make it sound quite expensive, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Like it's uh, but like you know, you've got to have like luxury stuff, or else everyone's just living like a fucking bum. Speaking of luxuries, could be unnecessary. I'm not sure. I love my Alexa or the device that you speak to. What's what's it? Google Dot? We're, we're promoting both sides. We're promoting the, the two options, right? There's more than two, for sure. Well, I don't fucking know. Do I look like someone who knows their technology? No. You're completely forgotten about like the Apple side of things and Siri. 
That's because I don't. I'm not an Apple gal. Okay, fine. I ain't no basic bitch. All right. Ooh. I'm. We, we could have an Android versus Apple debate. We're not going to. But I am so anti-Apple. It's unreal. Okay. But yeah, I'm thinking things that aren't in the phone. So hey, oh my god, if I say it, my phone's gonna respond. But hey, Google. Or Siri on the on the iPhone. But yeah, those devices, are they necessary? And do you use them? Okay, so that's... <laughs> I am notoriously not a user. I wouldn't say notoriously because people don't know this. But I do not use... I'm not even sure that I know this. Yeah, yeah, no. It, I would, it never would, ne would never come up. I don't use virtual assistants or AI assistants. I don't use them at all. Why? I, I don't... You've never shouted out to your Alexa, so no, you wouldn't. You don't have one. I don't have an Alexa. I don't have. I don't have a home assistant. No. Why? This probably relates back to more privacy than anything else. Oh, here we go. No, I just don't look. First of all, in order to have and effectively use them, you need to have a microphone on all the time, right? And one of the things I love about Android phones, especially the new newer operating systems is that you have an option to manually like kind of like enable or disable microphones as well as camera and location right so me on my phone the default is all of those three are disabled which means for example if you called me it would i might pick up but it might take a while for me to be heard because i need to manually switch on the microphone for my phone really so because i have it on by default off there's like why would i use the virtual like the the assistant because i'd have to go in switch it on and then say hey google or whatever yeah that's i understand that from a privacy point of view why because of the way you are are they then an unnecessary technology? No, because I have used voice stuff now and again. Like maybe I'm in the car. Um, I did try this out once. I literally tried it out once. And that was a message to you where I dictated a message. So that was pretty interesting experience for me. And did it work? Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. But the only reason I used it is because the microphone was on anyway, because like, in case I get a call when I'm in the car, I can't fiddle around with my phone and just switch on the fucking microphone. That's, that's fucking dangerous. So if I get a call in the car, my microphone's on anyway. But once I'm back home, you know, off it goes, like radio silent. Okay. So then do you have any versions you wish to add apart from Japanese toilets and home assistants? No, I don't think like there is any unnecessary technology. I literally believe there's probably none. I think it's just like maybe the application of that particular technology could be put to better use. Okay. Then I'm going to leave that one for the listeners to get back to me about their potential pet peeves when it comes to technology, because I would love to know. 
like I said, I left a massive gap on my notebook to write loads and I only came up with Japanese toilets. So what does that say? You know my stance on all things Japanese. They do nothing that is unnecessary. Fair, fair, fair point. I do want to touch upon health, though, when it comes to technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, one th- thing that is, like, quite... Maybe it went viral outside of China, but, like, in China, there are rehab centers for <laughs> tech addiction for or web addiction, mostly for, like, kids, mostly for, like, you know, pre-university age children shit for tech addiction yeah basically on addicted to like online games or like you know playing on their phone or whatever stuff like that yeah of course so there are clinics for that kind of shit now whether these clinics are basically scams i don't know but like tech addiction is a real thing i reckon of course it is i would say i'm mildly addicted to 100 <laughs> percent why are you laughing? No, no, no. Because like, I think like a lot of people probably, if they really take a good, hard look at themselves, would probably say, to a certain degree, they are addicted to their phones. Oh, 100%. I have various reasons why, which one of the things does relate to health. Um, I can't live without my phone now because all of my diabetes stuff is on my phone. Okay, fair. But I wouldn't really call that an addiction then. That's all, like that's like a, a reliance. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm addicted to checking my sugar levels. <laughs> no, but um, I would say I do spend a lot more time around my phone. I can't leave it anywhere. I can't just drop it anywhere because I have to always have it on me. So I absolutely love it though when I have a, a bit of a technology detox. So one time, actually it was the night um, this is really sad and PTSD for a lot of people. I'm so sorry. But the night of the England-France match in last year's World Cup, yeah, my phone died and it was the most blissful six hours, potentially 12 hours of my life. When WhatsApp, Facebook and Instagram go under for a number of hours, I love it. I'm like, yes, I can do so much. But even though it's my choice to go on these apps, but I'm just like, yes can't be contacted it's a forced detox because i know i need it Mm. but then i'm like oh if my phone's dead i have to do it the old-fashioned way and draw some blood to check my sugar level Mm. you know okay so as much as i am a massive um no let's 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 this i'm being dramatic let's bring it back down to earth as much as i'm not like the biggest fan of some elements of technology which there is an avenue to what you just said. I want to go down in a second in terms of being on your phone all the time, etc. But in terms of technology on its own, it has helped me and my life incredibly because of my diabetes. So I would say I'm close to being diabetic for 20 years. 20 years ago, I had to have, I was on five injections a day and I was pricking my finger to draw blood 30 times a day. Wow. Now, 
I can't remember the last time I pricked my finger because I have a scan. You know, I have my scan, my sensor on my arm, yeah. and it's an app on my phone. So I scan my uh, arm with my phone to check my sugar level. Yeah. The last time I pricked my finger, maybe once every three days. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm quite unwell, I will have to check myself manually. And then my injections, I do once every three days instead of five times a day. Okay, yeah. And also the benefit, so I actually went to the diabetes clinic today and my diabetes has improved so much in the last five years because of this technology. So my sugar levels are the best they've ever been Mm -hmm. because of this technology, I would say. Nice. It's helping me prevent things for the future. Uh, So any sort of other diseases that come with diabetes, I'm preventing them or at least prolonging them. They're kind of inevitable, but I'm, you know, prolonging their arrival, right? The fact that you can analyze the data. I'm not like a massive data buff. Some things I don't understand, but I'm quite visual. So if I can see that I'm 70% in target, then I know what I'm working towards. If I can see that I'm green, then I know I'm doing well. Mm. So it's all visual cues. Mm. So it's really supported me in my management of my diabetes. And for that, I can't be thankful enough. And actually one of my customers said to me today, they've actually made a massive breakthrough in diabetes technology, something to do with like an artificial pancreas. Okay. Which was like, I I don't, (laughs) like for for people listening who might have like a a chronic illness or like a long-term health condition, you will only understand like if there's any slight improvement in the way that you can manage your condition, like it could bring me to tears on how happy it makes me feel that I can be healthier for it. Okay. That's a... First of all, that's amazing, right? Like um, that it's helped you so much and that you've improved like over this five years. And then it does make me think of like gamification and stuff as well. What you're talking about in terms of analytics and that you are able to see certain metrics and kind of track where you yeah. are. Cause I would say like for some people that don't have health conditions, but like, you know, like there was that thing about every day you should walk 10,000 steps or whatever, right. To be healthy. There was that thing. And one of the things that WeChat does <laughs> among the myriad of things that it can do is that it has like, <laughs> a step counter a pedometer built in yep. and you and your mates they it, if you allow it to it can kind of rank you guys so i know people who are like obsessed with coming up at the top of that ranking system like they might just like pace around their house just to build up those steps and like you know that's that's also the kind of like the gamification of like health metrics and big data and other analytic buzzwords but you know on one hand it can help you kind of like improve your own health situation but on the other hand it can lead you down this spiral of like i don't know being obsessed with numbers in the end yeah so i would say there is that risk of if you're not within a certain amount you can make yourself upset so there's like an overall out yeah oh my god you're literally so right there's an average there's an overall average and you're meant to be just as low as possible. So as low to normal. So you're obviously normal. So I would 
ideally want to have your average sugar level because you don't have diabetes, right? Yeah. So between four and eight. And whenever my average goes up, I get so upset. So actually you're so right. So even if my average goes up by like a tiny increment and we're talking 0.1, I get so upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get so upset. So you're so right. You're so right. Yeah. It can have an adverse effect. And this has happened with me as well. Like in terms of my running. Yeah. So like one of the things I say, like um, why running is really easy to get into for me at least was that in the beginning you see improvement really quickly and you see it like very often. So in the first like, you know, three months, you know, Every time I went out running, I was improving on my times. I was hitting new personal bests and stuff. So it was that feeling of like seeing those numbers getting lower or quicker um, was was fucking addictive, right? Just gave me such a buzz. But now I'm like, all right, I've been running for like, you know, probably, oh, how long has it been? Maybe nine months. Nine months. Yeah, probably around that. You know, I'm not. I'm not hitting new personal bests anymore, right? It's uh, it's different. And I'm, you know, my VO2 max hasn't increased for ages. And I'm like, what's going on? Why is it not increasing? Um, so it can be a downer, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even that like, I have electronic like weighing scales. So if I see that I've gained like even like a small increment of weight or I've stayed the same and it upsets me, even though I'm doing fuck all to reduce it. But do you remember like how how obsessive I was before I went to New York to try and get my weight down just mm. for the purpose of a holiday? And it's like, kind of like what we were discussing last week with New Year's resolutions. I shouldn't just be doing it just for like, you know, it should be an ongoing thing. It shouldn't be right. I need to slim down to get into these beautiful dresses and get into a fucking bikini because I'm going on holiday. I need to, this needs to be a constant. Yeah. So yeah. So whenever I used to, measure my weight it was just ridiculous i was just like obsessed with trying to beat something mm, yeah so i would say when it comes to the health side of things obviously people can track their health and um like their heart rate and you can track all sorts so not just sugar levels but there's so many things like you were saying like a step counter and things so i'd say in terms of health i think it really has helped um obviously as long as you're not using it as an excessive and like even my watch. So I'm in love with my smartwatch. It tells me my sugar level. Uh, my colleague always, um, he's obsessed with knowing his heart rate every minute of every day. Yeah. And like, if you have like a, if you have like a customer that's annoyed you, he's like, measure my heart rate. He's just so obsessed with it. Oh really? He's, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes me laugh. Okay. Um, and then he knows he's always going to beat me. So he like, but I don't, and again, it. but then it worries me. It's like, right, why he's more, he's way more excitable than I am why is his heart rate so good in comparison to mine? So I'm like, right, do I need to sort my shit out? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a comparison tool and that's where it becomes bad. Yeah, the heart rate thing. <laughs> For like health nuts, the heart rate thing is like, can be a, a dark hole. Be like, oh yeah, let's try and get, who's got the lowest like resting heart rate? And yes, fucking yes. hell. This is what we do instead of doing work. Okay. I hope my manager's not listening. Sounds amazing. <laughs> but, but no, like, I mean, yeah. But there are like, you know, I don't I think we shouldn't forget that there are other health ailments, I guess might be the word, that comes about from the use of I mean, to be honest, not all technology, but the main technology 
being screens with like yes. so many people wearing glasses and L- I, guess- I literally <laughs> we were literally in sync then Ethan said glasses and I pointed to Specky over here <laughs> me not I- him <laughs> yes <laughs> I am I'm lucky I'm actually quite lucky that for some reason I still do not need glasses had an eye checkup like yes. a few months ago and yeah, we know. It's not so, perfect, but like it's 2020, baby. It's not 2020 for sure. I have like some weird like thing. Um, it's when the whatever the eye thing is called. God, if only we had a biologist. Um, it, it's like a little bit deformed, like a squished eyeball. Yeah, astigmatism. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I yeah, didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. astigmatism. Yeah, I have a slight astigmatism in my right eye. Um. But it doesn't, I'm not going to get glasses, man. I don't need that. Um, But yeah. And then obesity is the other big one, right? Isn't it? Just quickly parking the eyesight thing. Um, I only have glasses because I was writing my dissertation in fourth year of uni uh, by a small light. Um, So yeah, I had obviously writing my dissertation. um, My most productive hours were between the hours of 12 and 4. So I was writing it obviously in the dark with like a really stupid light. That's why I have glasses now. Oh, you're doing the old by candlelight style. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and obesity is such an interesting um, factor because, but w- why? Because we we don't move ourselves as much because the convenience or what? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, food, food delivery. Food you're not deliveries. Going out. Watching shit you know netflix and chill um that could involve exercise <laughs> i mean that's a different type of netflix and chill i guess um but yeah like it's just like less we're less like active maybe we don't go out you know maybe people <laughs> i don't know people like to say like oh back in my day we used to go out to the park and play footy or whatever and like or ride my bike um yeah i guess that's a thing <laughs> people play games instead so people like you said about people being addicted to stuff one of the things is um they're inside on their phones and on their playstations and and, and playing games all the time so yeah I, I i definitely do understand that instead of going to the park or going for a cycle oh on that electric bikes electric scooters yeah again you're not using your bodily motions as much yeah yes but i mean yeah, I guess in terms of health, it's probably like less good. It's pretty convenient. Also, it's very good if um, you're late for a meeting or interview and you don't want to turn up all sweaty. You can still sweat on an electric bike. Can you? Can't you just let the electricity do all the work? You still have to pedal a little bit. Do you? I don't Clearly, I've never... Haven't been on an electric bike since my days in China, which I assume were completely different electric bikes. So, yeah, I mean, um, scooters, obviously, you do nothing, maybe a little bit of leg motion. But electric bikes, I'm pretty sure you still need to pedal, just not as hard. You can see my hesitation, but yeah. Yeah, okay. You still have to move the legs, just not as... Fine, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the point of not going outside as much and not interacting, you know, going out and seeing your mates down the park and that. Yeah. 
one little uh, observation that I'd like to make, and uh, I know people listening will empathise. Not a lot of people know what to do with themselves when they're alone in public now. So the lack of interaction, okay? So Mm -hmm. we spoke about self-service checkout. Maybe we're just staying at home instead of interacting with people. I feel like as a society, we just don't know what to do when there's no human interaction. So the default is to go on our phones. So on public transport, you either... If you're um, a pro, you're reading a book. And if you have nothing else better to do, you're on your phone. Or if you like me, I try to reduce screen time. I try to just stare at the window or people watch. But then you look like a creep. The other option is in a restaurant. If you're alone in a restaurant, or even if we're out in a restaurant, if you go to the toilet, my most likely, as soon as you go to the toilet, I will go on my phone. Yeah. Is that or is that not true? And do you think because of technology, we've just become awkward as a society? We just don't know what to do. I know some people that can't bear the thought of being in a restaurant alone. And people have asked me questions like, what do you do alone in a restaurant? What do you mean? Like, like when you say alone, you mean like when someone's gone to the... the... No, if you... So if I'm in a restaurant... So uh, recently I went to Devon by myself. Yeah. So I was going to restaurants by myself. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have my phone, I'd look like a nut job. What do you do? We've forgotten how to interact with people. We've forgotten how to be alone without our phones. In public. Yeah, maybe. But maybe we just don't have to. Because we have our phones now. Like maybe like the emphasis is like different now. Like, it's not that we don't know how to be alone. Like, maybe, okay, next time, go to a restaurant, don't take your phone, and see what you do. Are you going to start panicking? That's the question. That, like, if you started panicking, then I'll be like, okay, she clearly doesn't know how to handle this by herself, right? Without a phone, without some sort of entertainment technology thing. But if we have our phone, then why not? Like... I guess when people ask this, they're making it sound like, oh, you're by yourself at a restaurant. You shouldn't be looking at your phone. This is what the the question makes it sound like that is the proper response. But it's not. Why not? Why shouldn't you look at your phone? Sometimes I just want to look up from my phone and just take in and absorb the world. Okay. Yeah. So whenever I'm on a train or a bus, I try not to be on my phone. Yeah. Because I want to just absorb... The, the scenery. Okay. Or absorb other people's conversations. Cool. So one restaurant, I can't, I can't remember exactly, but I remember one restaurant, I kept my phone in my bag just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised. So for the first 20 minutes, I was just awkwardly, I, I've never admired so much in like internal decoration and decor mm-hmm. in a restaurant in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um... I also, again, like, it's kind of stupid to people watch so intently in a restaurant, so I try not to people watch. And, like, I felt everybody was looking at me because everyone was like, fucking hell, date stood her up kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Like, why is she there by herself? Okay, yeah. So then you would kind of naturally want to go on your phone so people aren't looking at you. 
That's how I feel. So people were definitely staring at me. You know what I'm like. I'm not awkward in the fucking slightest. But I did feel it. I did feel a little bit awkward. And I was so tempted to go on my phone. I was like, Devon, don't do it. Come on, let's just see what happens. And what happened? The owner of the restaurant came and spoke to me for 20 minutes. And I had the most delightful conversation with him. And if I had been on my phone, I would have not had that interaction with that restaurant owner. So I feel like it opens up to opportunities. And even on the train. So um, you've never done the commute to London. Maybe like when you're at university commuting around London. But commuting to London, when everyone's on their phones, you just look uninviting. So whenever I'm on the tube in London and I'm on my own, I try to not look at my phone. And I try not to have headphones in at the small chance that someone will engage with me or interact with me. Because I love it. I know not everyone does. Like we said at the beginning, I'd rather, I value human interaction and I want to have those interactions. But I try to make myself available just in case or just by chance I can have the most wonderful interaction that day. Okay. Okay, I get it. Yeah, no, I've like, you know, there's been times where I've gone to a restaurant by myself because I was just, just because it happened quite a lot in China, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would always kind of do a double take, like, table for one. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. just one. Uh-huh. Um, but I do want to say, I do want to point out, and this is, I know you're not, you don't, you're not doing this, or you don't mean to, or like, whatever. This is not your intent. But I do get annoyed. Um, well, I don't really get annoyed because it doesn't really come up that often. But it is annoying if people frame not being as into their phone, right? Like the person who doesn't play with their phone that much. I, If they frame it as being like on some sort of moral high ground over people who play on their phone, that's like, look, you, you'd like to do whatever you like to do. Like, I don't think there's any kind of like inherent moral like disparity between one activity over the other. So it does annoy me if like people are like, but why? Like whatever, just let them do it. It's, it's cool. I, I mean, I don't like, yeah, for me, like on the tube, I'd be like probably most likely on my phone, but probably not because there's no fucking signal in the tube, um, yeah. which is a whole nother issue of like, you know, in China, there's signal in the tube. In other countries, there's signal in the tube. So when I first came back to the UK, there was no <laughs> signal down there. I was like, what the... F-? Okay, fine. You got the shock of your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, but That's also a massive discrepancy between two countries right there. We need to fucking step up our game, UK. Let's get some fucking signal. Um, but yeah, like it's... Yeah, I guess for me, I've been like... Why I don't see any need to look inviting to other people who might be <laughs> up for a chat. <laughs> like, not in fucking London. Not on the London tube. Fucking circle line in the middle of the night. I'm not like... I don't I'm know. Not... I, but again, that just says a lot about our personalities, doesn't it? And again, I, I don't... Like, you're right. I don't want to come across as having some sort of moral high ground. Not at all. Not at all. And you know that's not my intent. Yeah, that's why yeah, I prefaced yeah, yeah. it because, like, you are that kind of person. You're like, yeah, I'll just talk to anyone. Let's talk <laughs> I, to people. I just right? sound desperate for friends and human interaction. Whereas, no, no, <laughs> no, you're just cool. You're just like, you know, that's what you do as a job, and that's what you like to do outside your job. Whereas me, like, I'm like, 
no man, I'm unavailable. Can't be asked, to be honest. <laughs> like, listeners, you have another further insight into the psyches of Ethan and Vaughn, I guess. But also on the topic of people, right? Do you think has technology has like this kind of like everyone having an online presence? Do you think it's affected us as like people in terms of like we all know about kind of the prevalence of like online bullying and trolling, right? Because of that, there's that anonymity when it comes to being online and, you know, you know, you, when you comment, it's just a mask. You're like faceless. And we know that people are like fucking mean online. That's true. But do you think that aspect has affected offline interaction much? I don't think we've discussed it together or on because I know I on my previous podcast, so for those of you who may or may not know, I used to do another podcast with another friend. Wait, I know what? this is <laughs> uh, this is something that we've discussed. <sighs> I think there is a, a difference between like an, having an online presence and there's mass, there's a massive discrepancy in my eyes between having an online presence and then every day. Okay. So I, I find just in any sort of human interaction, like coming back to that, you, you're just a little bit braver when you're not facing someone. So um, if you're going to make a comment online, if you're going to bully, it's so much easier to bully. And that's why they're cowards. It's so much easier to bully someone online than it is to bully them in person. It's so much easier to complain over the phone than complain to me in person. Like if I'm talking about customer service. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like that there's just a massive discrepancy between expectations and the, the realities. For example, just social media as a concept of me trying to present the best version of myself online. It's just all fucking fake, isn't it? Let's just put it out there. <laughs> let me just, let me just hit you with some home truths and a massive example. I'm more than happy to people for people to look me up on Instagram. Yvonne bets 93. One of my happiest photos was a photo of me in Malta mm -hmm. having the best time with two of my best mates in a bikini on the beach, looking great, feeling great. That was taken the day before or the day after a family member had their first round of chemo. Okay. And it's like, yes, whatever I put out online and whatever can be shown in a photograph is not the fucking reality. Of course, that's me just disclosing and me being very honest about me i didn't put it online at the time but i put it online to prove a point so when i released that episode with on my previous podcast i put it online to make a point of expectation and what happens in real life and not the not the same what happens on social media is not the same as real life so whenever i see people being like look how amazing and how blah, 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 i'm just like oh my god they're probably living the worst life but they're using it as a mask yeah okay <laughs> So that's my, that's my very hard, as harsh as that sounds, that's my very cold truth and cold opinion about social media. 
No, I probably I would mostly agree. Um, and even if I didn't agree, I think that would be the best approach. As in, to think. I would rather think everything that anyone posts online is fake than the opposite. Because, you know, there are like many cases of people just like having wildly unrealistic expectations of what they should be doing. And, you know, you see someone like, you know, in a jet, a private jet, and you're like, fuck off. Like, we're the same age. Why am I not in a private jet? And then, you know, that leads to other shit in your own personal life that, you know, you might as well, you probably wouldn't have had if you hadn't seen that photo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... And that's why you start comparing. You start comparing your life to others. Like you said, you're comparing people your own age. I get really upset when I see people going to holiday destinations, particularly during the pandemic. That really wound me up, as you can imagine. It's like I'm stuck at home being told to protect myself from an illness because of my own illness and people are jetting off to Bali you know what I mean like it upset me so much so I had to do a bit of a detox so I don't feel that way but also I I don't know if you've seen Black Mirror yeah we will just put a little link to if you want to find out more about Black Mirror I'm not going to tell you about it but it kind of shows it goes into like different elements of society and how it is today and one of the episodes was how likes and comments affect you. So as soon as you post a photo, you measure yourself according to likes. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember I used to be obsessed when I was younger. If I didn't get more than 100 likes, I'd be like, oh, I clearly wasn't as hot as I thought I was in that photo. Or I'm not having as much of a laugh as I thought. But now it's like a comparison measurement, isn't it? Like, or some people could view it that way. Now I don't give a crap. And sometimes... I take off and I disable the comments because I don't I don't want it. I don't want people to say how great I look. I know I fucking look great, but I don't want them people to comment that. If you're going to comment it, private message me. You know what I mean? If I know I look great in that photo, I'm not putting it there for you. I'm putting it there for me. And I don't yeah. want it to be publicized. Everyone looks great because she's wearing loads of makeup. No, don't give a shit. Private message me if I look great. It doesn't matter if it's publicized. But people do measure themselves based on comments and likes i definitely do believe that yeah for sure like even if like you know they comment something nice you'll be like wow you didn't comment on the one before (laughs) what is that all about you're so right you're so right yeah yeah also i do want to say community did it first what that type of episode yeah meow meow beans remember meow meow beans yes very very vaguely um it happened first it's okay. Older. okay yeah you're you're right you're right yeah <laughs> and if anyone knows what i'm talking about when i say meow meow beans yeah props pat yourself on the back <laughs> let's have some drinks right <laughs> the one time ethan will accept human interaction <laughs> yeah what well, over community yeah for sure <laughs> guys his eyes just lit up please please hit him up I was almost thinking about getting Meow Meow Beans tattooed, but nah, maybe not. No, I'd rate you so much. <laughs> no, that's a bit too far. Like, Meow Meow Beans, like, if it was dogs, if it was like Bow Wow Beans or something, <laughs> I might have done it. But, but like, change cats, it. Change it to Bow Wow Beans. No, no, it's, it's, then it's too obscure. No one will really get it. And well, it's, uh, 
me and our listeners will. <laughs> Before we wrap up. Oh, my heart rate just changed then. I have one last question that I want to leave you and our listeners, basically. I'm tense. You've got like, you've got that voice on. I feel like you're about to drop something. No, nah, it's, it's a very simple question. But sometimes the most simple question is like the most complicated question. <laughs> and, and, you know, as per usual, I don't have an answer to this. I don't, I haven't even thought about answering this. <laughs> Which is why, you know, it's something that I think, you know, we want to leave people with is, do you reckon we're too reliant on technology? And, to make that question a little bit simpler to answer, because that question is so open-ended, it's so like broad. Like if much of the, what century are we in? 21st? I think so. If Yeah, if suddenly like 21st century technology suddenly disappeared, would we be okay? I'm not gonna say all technology because like define technology. Um, so let's say 21st century in the last 23 years, all technology that was invented during this period of time, if it disappeared, would we be okay? Or are we too reliant? So I can't even answer this question without being reliant on technology. <laughs> what are you going to Google? Are we too reliant on technology? Hey Google. Um, no. So I literally just whipped up my phone. Because what I just wanted to have a look at is just to see what apps I have on my phone. Okay, yeah. And what ones would I be able to get rid of? Like, are there any apps that I could replace or get rid of? When was the when did the iPhone come out? When did smartphones come out? Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my God! On that note, I wrote something. I can't remember life before memes. Before memes. I can't remember what life was like before memes. Can I just put that statement out there? What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, what? Can you remember when memes came out? I can't, I don't know when memes came out, but I definitely remember life pre-memes. That's because you had a little bit more. <laughs> well, not that much more, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, I just wanted to make that uh, point. Um, so I'm looking... So if we, we've got a couple of varieties here. We've got banking apps can live without as long as the banks stay fucking open. Um, music could live without... Oh, I'd have to go back to get my Walkman. I'd be happy with that. Food apps could live without. I'd just go to the supermarket or go to the takeaways. Um, and the, the travel, I think I would find a little bit hard, like travel apps, um, like having to guess what time the bus is coming. Fuck that shit. But I guess I could do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First, first of all, right, because you might have heard clicking. Well, the, the listeners won't have because you would have removed it, but like. Keep it in for added value. <laughs> no, no, let's not do that. First iPhone was announced in 2007 so you're talking about apps in 20 if we're talking about the last if we remove everything from the last 23 years are apps even in the equation like smartphones aren't even in the equation really we're talking about like your nokia like 3310 or what like 
3310, 3330. Like the old school Nokias with like, well, that drug dealers now use, mm-hmm. but with like snake and stuff. That's what your like, second phone is. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Fuck. So you want me to think, could we live as a society now with 2007 technology? No, no. Too, I guess it'll be technology just pre-millennium. We've gone back to 1999. The Y2K bug actually Ooh. was a real thing and Ooh. fucked up all further technology when it hit 2000. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what we wouldn't have. Um, we could go down a whole social media rabbit hole. I Both of us grew up without social media. Uh, I, yeah. I was... 16 when i got facebook so my childhood was without social media and i very much preferred it if i grew up with social media would have hated it i don't envy this current generation i'm just trying to think like the most convenient thing to me of course diabetes massive one uh Mm. sucks to be me 1990 oh wait i didn't even have diabetes then no time is still past you're just like living in the technology of that era we're not going back in time. We're not going back in time. We did last episode when you looked five years younger. Uh, yeah, it would fucking suck if I didn't have my diabetes technology. Um, mm. And also, I keep going back to GPS. Like, GPS, oh my God. It's so convenient. Or like, okay, the industry that I work in, applying for jobs. Imagine having to go to an agency to apply for a job. Like, we've never had to do that. We've always applied for jobs online, right? Can you confirm or deny that, Ethan? Uh, yeah, for me, yeah, for sure, yeah. Have to check. Yeah. <laughs> we would have, like... Would we have dial-up internet? There's definitely internet. We would have internet. we would be dialing up, yeah. Fuck. Everything would be slower. I mean, I think we should be fine. I think we would adapt pretty quickly, I reckon. I reckon humans would adapt pretty quickly. If suddenly, you know, Thanos snap, but instead of snapping away half the uh, the world, he snapped away technology since 2000. I actually um, get that reference. Wow. I think, um, I think we would adapt within, as a society, I think we would adapt within a week. A week? I reckon so. You probably have a lot of riots and anarchy to begin with. I mean, like, yeah, you maybe the country would have to be locked down into like some sort of martial law thing. This is a very interesting thought experiment. Sounds like a novel. Hmm. Write it down before you lose the idea. Um, <laughs> this episode's not coming out then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of, kind of, well, it kind of made me flash back to the pandemic, right? Of having to adapt to a new way of life. What, how long did that take? Two weeks? Yeah. yeah Two yeah. weeks to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, maybe like a month. Let's say a month to get used to like no technology. Because we've been there. But the thing is, we've been there. Not all we've of us. We've been in that situation. Not all of us, but as a society, we've been there. Yeah, as a society, yes. So I reckon the young'uns would struggle. I reckon my seventeen, uh, no, my seventeen-year-old is quite old by hundred years, but like I'd reckon anybody between the ages of five and twenty would struggle. 
but they'll make do. But yeah. <sighs> Were there any other lasting concepts, ideas, thoughts, opinions, Ethan, before we, we wrap up? None for me, no. With the hope that Thanos doesn't click his fingers within the next week or by the time this podcast gets released then I hope you enjoyed the episode and as always we want to hear your takes so many unanswered questions as always and you know how to get in touch if you can by two weeks time we've got Facebook we've got Twitter we've got Instagram at Permeable Minds or you can email us at permeablemindspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we definitely want to hear your thoughts. Like, let us know if you're addicted to technology. Let us know if you think the world will survive if we reverted back to the technological age of the millennium. And also, one thing we didn't touch on, and I'm just going to leave it with a lasting thought, dating apps. That's something I could easily talk about never been i don't think either of us have been through dating apps right no not at all no do you think they're useful do you think they've hindered do you think they've enhanced your dating life love to hear so until next time guys see you on the next one and don't catfish anyone bye